Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Lady Leadership Show. I'm really excited today to have Amira Alvarez on the show. Now, Amira is the founder and CEO of The Unstoppable Woman, a global coaching company having helping entrepreneurs, empire builders, and rising stars in all fields achieve their goals and dreams faster than they ever believed possible, which is awesome. Welcome to the show, Amira. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. And you know what? I was like, gosh, have I pronounced your surname correctly? Because I didn't check that before we started. That is very much okay. I am immune to mispronunciations of my name. It's Amira and you did it correctly the second time. So it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and now, so we're here to talk about, I think really the conversation is going to be about entrepreneurs and, you know, looking through, looking at your website and looking through what you've done in your career, really around mindset, I would say. A big, big aspect of being successful in life in general, but specifically in business and running your own business is mindset. You can know what to do and keep yourself from doing it based on how you are perceiving the world and how you think about the world, your internal self-talk, all of that can either make it or break it for you. So it's a big, I say that mindset is about 80% of what leads to success. You need to know what to do as well. Mm. Uh, The tactics and strategies are really super important without a doubt, but that alone isn't enough to, to really get you to the next level quickly yeah so if you're struggling with mindset then and you know the the I've I've had other people kind of refer to it as the itty bitty shitty committee like that that other person in your head's telling you that you can't do things or you're no good or you know what you're trying to do is wrong or no one's interested what what do you recommend so for the audience that might be struggling with that so First and fundamental, you, you have to raise your level of awareness. You have to start being aware of what is actually what you're actually saying to yourself. What are the messages that you're having? And and then what I help people with is to see the patterns there. What was the trigger that caused you to go into that conversation? And and then this is the really important part. What is the result of that? Because what, what ends up happening unbeknownst to you or me when we're inside of it is that we think that this is the way the world works and how it's supposed to be and the, the conversation we need to be having with ourselves, even if we think that might not be the healthiest or the kindest way of, of speaking to ourselves. It's, it's what we're programmed to think is the appropriate message to, to give ourselves. And yet the results that we're getting may not be the results that we want. Oftentimes they're not. And that's a direct uh, correlation with what you're thinking in your head. So if you can sort of intellectually step back from the conversation and say to yourself, is this giving me the results that I actually want right now? Mm. And like get out of the emotional hook of it and, and step out and go, what is the direct result of me having this conversation in my head, having this little shitty yeah. conversation, right? The and sh- is that and, actually, and, and, stop- yeah, is that stopping you? That's kind of when you were, when you were saying that, is that say slowing down? So, so I think sometimes in business, you you kind of, you surge and you're like, gosh, I want to do this and I want to do that. And you'll create a great plan. 
But then you might find that you don't actually execute that great plan or stuff stops you executing that great plan. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. That's exactly what's going on. So so fundamentally, we have a, a program inside of ourselves. It's in our subconscious mind. It's below our conscious awareness. All we can see are the results of it. Yeah. But in our subconscious mind, there's this programming that says, this is how the world works. This is what to think about yourself. This is what to think about others. And this is what gives you the perception of everything that's in front of you. So like an example is, let's say you're running your own business and you've got a lot on your plate and you get this great opportunity that comes your way, but you think I can't handle that because I'm already maxed out. And you say no to that. Yeah. Because you have a perception that you're not capable of handling more, like be, like a, a little bit more stress is going to break you. Yeah, when right. in fact, yeah. if you if you could figure it out, if you, if you pushed yourself a little bit, you could probably figure it out and you could take advantage of that, mm. that new opportunity that was there. Mm. And it doesn't maybe need to be, I think it's something that I've struggled with. It's not necessarily external because I'm very one to say yes to opportunity and I have done throughout my career. It's more my own kind of coming up with an idea and then maybe not executing it to the nth degree or to the level that I know I should. Does that make sense? And there's something that kind of stops me from doing that. Yeah. You have to figure out what stops you. Yeah. You know, my, my brand is called the unstoppable woman because we have to figure out what stops you. Now that's not, sometimes people get confused. I do not mean that you do not need rest or sleep or rejuvenation time or downtime. You do obviously, but, but there are things that are stopping you internally and you have to figure out what those are and, and move through them. So for you, if, if you have a habit of starting things and not finishing them, right. Or, or not following through, you know, there's obvious tactics to that, that I'm sure you're well aware Mm. of, which is, you know, you hire people for the things you're not good at. You hire team, you leverage other people, you have them help you help yourself stick to deadlines and, 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 and all of this stuff. That's tactical. That's like a a thing I can tell you to do, but then you, you take that and you say, I don't have the money for that, or it takes too long to hire someone or you can't, it might as well do it myself, or it takes too long to train someone or no one's going to do it like me, or I can't trust anyone or, you know, and you come up with some sort of alibi Yeah. That's justifiable for you. Like what you're saying to yourself, here's the thing that your subconscious mind does. It will get you to stop by giving you the thing that it knows you will agree with. Yeah. Okay. So it's not going to tell you if you think, uh, acting on opportunities is great and you'll always say yes. Right. You just said that. Yeah. Yeah. But if, if there's something else that is stopping you from following through, okay. It will, it will get you to agree with that stopping. It's not getting you to agree by saying, oh, here's another opportunity. It's not giving you that. Yeah. Okay. Cause you're a yes for that. Okay. Yeah. Does I that think, make sense? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I think like thinking it through, and this is not a, you know, session for me, <laughs> but this will help the audience <laughs> thinking it through for me, it's around, I'll say yes. I need some sort of external accountability to keep me uh, accountable to that action rather than just myself. Does that make sense? Because I think I will start to tell myself, oh, I've got too much on my plate. 
And so even though I'll say yes to it, I may not follow it through unless there's someone else saying, hey, have you, that I've got to meet someone else's expectations. Does that make sense? It does 100%. And this is a thing for, for many, many people because think about how you were raised. Most of us in, in our society were raised going to school, studying for the test, right? The teacher said, this is where the quiz is. This is where the exam is. This is what you need to do to get an A on the paper. Yeah. And you, you did it, right? And you did it for the grade, for the teacher, for the parent, ultimately for yourself. But there were all these people that you were pleasing in the meantime. We weren't taught to be self-driven. We were taught to, to go for the thing that would give us the affirmation from other yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that so makes that, th then when you're, yeah, so then your when own. you're running your own business, yeah, yeah no one's then, giving you then you're like, yeah, no, no. One's you affirmation. okay, yeah, and I don't even know with myself it's affirmations, it's kind of, I think, not wanting to let someone external down. So I'm kind of, you know, even like going to the gym, I'm better having, you know, a gym partner, I'm better, I'm better having kind of someone that keeps me accountable does that make sense i think there's a lady i think it's gretchen rubin she's written a book about this um do, do you know who i'm talking about i know who you're talking about but i haven't read that book yeah but yeah. i i so so here's the thing you're accountable to the quiz you're accountable to the teacher yeah you're accountable to the grade you had you didn't have to do it for yourself yeah. you did it to please someone else does that yeah. make sense yeah Okay. Yeah. So you studied for the test because you didn't want to let your parents down. You didn't want to let the, the teacher down, right? You showed up for someone else versus showing up for yourself just because it was important to you. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? I think I have to sit with that a bit more and think about that a bit more. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that makes sense. Cause I, I think that's what I struggle with in my own business at the moment staying accountable to what you said you were going to do. Correct. Staying focused. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of I mean, like that shiny, shiny object syndrome. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I do. Absolutely. It's a big deal. Yeah. And, and so this is the, this is the shadow side and the light side of being an entrepreneur. So many entrepreneurs have shiny object syndrome because they are idea people. They, they, yeah. they thrive on ideation. They, th they thrive on being the one to create, but they need to not be the ones that make it happen or make it recurring. Right. Like yeah. they need to, they need someone they else need to, to do the love it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's about setting yourself up with team. And, you know, we have a mastermind where we help people stay accountable and things like that, which is absolutely essential. Like you need to, you need to have structures and support and all of that. Um, you can do it internally to your team. Like I, I am accountable to my team. Like yeah. my yeah. managers, like these are the meetings. This is what we need to do. Did you do it? Right. Like I, yeah. I hired them. To, to make sure that the company runs and I'm not going to be the one that doesn't show up prepared and ready to go. Yeah, no, I know. I know exactly what you mean. And I've, I've worked in corporate and um, I often feel like the rhythm and the routine and the accountability in corporate kind of keeps you and drives you and pushes you forward. And, you know, I've been really successful in that space and um uh, you know, I find it harder in my own business. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying, because there isn't that 
structure there isn't that routine and then you can get you know in the minutiae of your own mind about you know oh I want to do this this and this and then say you don't and then you're like gosh you know you're a bad person because you haven't does that make sense yes but the way out is obviously not shaming yourself, not calling Correct. yourself a bad person, yeah. but, but acknowledging to yourself, being aware that this is a pattern for you yeah. and it's based on the programming. So, so we were all programmed when we were young. Like we just were, we were this open fishbowl. Everything came in through our senses. We just took it all in. We couldn't reject it. Anything in our environment came in and we made meaning out of it in order to make it through life and survive. Okay. So yeah. if, if good things happen, we made meaning out of it. If bad things happened, we made meaning out of it, but, but you learned how to function in those early years and it created your self image, your identity and your belief structure. And that's now still driving the show when you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, unless you're aware of these, these patterns, this conditioning, then you'll always, excuse me. <coughs> it's all right. Have a sip of water. Oh, there's still something stuck in my throat. It might happen again, but we'll continue. Uh, there's always going to, that, that's always going to be there driving you, right? This conditioning is always going to be there until you see it in the light of day, unpack it and recognize that it, it no longer needs to be what drives you as an adult. You can make different choices in our conscious mind. We have the ability to choose differently, but in our subconscious mind, we're not, we're, we're on autopilot Yeah, and you yeah. have to, you have to actually going back to what I said at the beginning of the, the program, you're seeing this result of getting in the weeds, getting distracted, going, you know, going all over the place, shiny object syndrome. That's a result. Okay. Then you have to back it up and figure out what, what made it safer to be distracted as a child than not. Okay. What made that okay? Mm, what, mm. what created that as, as a, a way of being safe, because your subconscious mind is very binary, very binary, black and white. It's trying to keep you alive. That's its yeah. one job yeah. in this world. That's right. And so it thinks because you survived distraction when you were young, that's good. That's the way we should continue doing it because it's survivable even though consciously you say you don't want that, that means being distracted, you can survive that. You're not going to die. It doesn't know that if you stay focused and you stay accountable and you stay with the project that you won't die. Yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it's fascinating. Like we think that's laughable. Like I could see the look. No, on your face, no, no, like no. Like, I, I'm, I do work with horses. So I really understand like that that keeping yourself safe, that flight and fight, and it's your um, uh, epiglottis in your brain, et cetera, that is, that is keeping you, trying to keep you safe. And, and, um, and so I've done like quite a bit of work in that space and that 
that fear. But what you're what you're saying to me is actually resonating, and I'm I'm thinking about it, and I'm I'm thinking about like that why, and I've actually written on my page here. I think I've been afraid of disappointing people. So, and I yeah. think, and I've written that, and actually even like circled it on my page, and um, and I think, and I think this is a little bit about my childhood. And um, I won't go. I won't go too deep here, but I think it's that kind of not being good enough for that, you know. So therefore, I didn't want to do it because I was afraid of disappointing someone. So I might try and do something else. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so would it be true that if you had tr- really tried to do it, yeah, like stuck with it, focused yeah. on it, yeah. put your effort into it, and you didn't get it right the first time? you something bad would have had it you would have disappointed someone you would have felt bad it it would have felt extraordinarily painful at the time and yet as you know as an adult so so your your child mind made the meaning it's it's safer not to try yeah and we're gonna distract you yeah we're gonna distract you so that you don't actually execute on this and experience that that pain of disappointment Now, your adult mind knows you need to have a growth mindset. The first time you try something, you don't necessarily get it 100% dialed in. You need to keep at it and be persistent and you you better your best each time and you stay consistent. And you know this as an adult with your wise, evolved mind, but your subconscious is still driving you. And that's what needs to change Yeah, yeah. in order to get faster results. So, so in your intro, you talked about like, I help people get, you know, close the gap on time and get faster results than they ever thought possible. And, and this is what changes it for people because you can make incremental progress by using your willpower to try and push through something, or you can, you can change your identity, change how you see yourself change that subconscious programming. And then it's so much easier to execute on the things that you um, set out to do. That's just one piece of the, the puzzle, but it's a very important piece. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, cause, I, cause it does hold you back. You know, that's the thing. It, it, that subconscious mind does hold you back for sure. Oh, that's a bit deep. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how I roll. That's how you roll. I, the I thing mean, is, the thing is, Sam, Samantha, it's, it's, it might be deep, but here's the thing. This is what, I mean, maybe people aren't talking about it enough. I hope people talk about it more and more because it's the kind of stuff that really helps people break through. And it's fascinating to, to me. Like I have conversations with women all over the world, all of, all the time. And many times they're like, well, how do you help people make a quantum leap? Because that's yeah. what I pride myself on, on doing. And, and I will say this and they'll be like, but how do you do that? Like they want the, 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 the 10 steps to the marketing funnel kind of thing, yeah, which yeah, yeah. I love a good marketing funnel, just like the next person, but like people's minds loop on this because it's not something that they're taught is going to move the needle for them. And yet this is, this is the place that's either going to make it or break it for you. It's the, it's, it's the driver. It's the governor of what, what you are capable of achieving. 
And if you don't, if you don't work there, you'll never get to the level that you want to get to. You'll always stay at what has been preset for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's that, it's kind of like micro, micro steps of bravery and, um, you know, just, um, I think it's really believing yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, I know that there's things in my life that I've gone after that I've just innately believed will happen, you know, and sure there's been failure or whatever, and I've gone after them and diverted and changed and gone a different way and, and made happen. And I think this is, this is the same. Does that make sense? I've got to stop saying. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I could say. I use that expression too. It's just, it's a, it's a moment of confirmation. I like it. It's fine. It, it works for me. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. You know, when I was going through this, I did a number of things. It, I, I don't want to say that it wasn't tactical because it was tactical as well. So, so my story is after being in business for three years, I was making just over $138,000. And, and I'd crossed that six figure mark for, as a solo entrepreneur, that was fairly significant for me. Yeah. And I went from one, 138 to 700 K in one year and then crossed the, the seven figure mark. And that was like phenomenal to have figured that out. And I had to completely reprogram how I thought about myself, what, how I saw myself. And it didn't stop in that one year. It was like, I, I just kept going and kept going and kept going with it. Did I do tactical things? Absolutely. I raised my prices. Like everyone asked me, like, what did you do? I raised my prices. Yeah. You know, I added a new channel of income. There's only three ways to make more money in your business. Yeah. You, you add a new channel of income, you sell more of what you're already selling, or you raise your prices. Everything fits into one of those three categories. I don't care if you're Richard Branson, Oprah Winfrey, whomever you are, like, yeah. or you or me, right? Like, it, I, I like they, us. They all I like us being in the same uh, line as Oprah and Richard. <laughs> <laughs> don't you like that? I just threw that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, where was I going with that? So, and it could be a combination of those three things. But when I say that to people, and I break down how how it's mathematically easy to make more money. They, they get it, but then again, it's not difficult to make more money. Okay. It's just not. Yeah. But we make it difficult because of all that subconscious programming that I, I talked to you about. I really love that. And I've not heard it before and I've written it down in my book and I'm going to probably put it on a piece of paper in my office because it's just so true. And that's so simple. Yeah. That th there's three ways to make more money and it's yeah. mathematically easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't make one of, I have this talk that when we were speaking on stages, I used to give this talk that was, you know, it's mathematically easy to make money. Why are you making it so hard? Right. And I take people through like the actual, like, here are the steps. Like yeah. it's not, it's not complicated. And we just um, started to, we have a, a new free training that's out there called the scale plan, which takes people through all the, the steps on that. So yeah. I'm happy to give you the, the link to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we can put that in the show notes point. for sure. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That sounds good. The scale plan. Yeah. All yeah. right. So do you think we've, let's, let's have a look at some of these um topics and nick can you just cut this bit out um how to make how to make an income breakthrough then 
you know, okay. you've got those three ways. What are some of the ways that you've seen have worked well? And so when you went from 138K to 700, what did you do? So specifically what I did was I got my identity right. Like I started seeing myself differently. So my self-image, I worked on that inner game that I was talking to you about. Yeah. yeah. I, I added a new channel of income and I raised my prices significantly. Yeah. Now, okay. most people cannot raise their prices significantly. They, they, they freak out about that. And that's where step one comes in, like seeing yourself as valuable, seeing yourself as worth it, seeing yourself as capable, seeing, seeing it as possible for yourself. And then I also got leverage over myself and I'll be very transparent about this. I, I signed up to, to work with a, a coach, a mentor, fabulous, best investment I ever did, but it was a six figure investment. Okay. It was not an insignificant amount of money. And I, one, wasn't going to not do the work, right. Or or, like expending that money was like, I got leverage over myself that way. But I also, um, you know, I wasn't going to let my husband down my then husband, he's no longer my husband, but like we were married and I was not going to not make good on this investment Okay. So those two things, like I wasn't going to lose my marriage over this and I wasn't going to lose the financial investment over it. Like I got a double whammy, if you will, of leverage over myself. I made it more painful to not do the work that was quite frankly, terrifying, right. Mm. Than to do the work of breaking through because when you're, when you're breaking through, when you're really going to the next level, you might get it intellectually what's required, yeah. but your subconscious is going to say no effing way. And what happens is this terror barrier comes up and that's when the anxiety comes up and the panic comes up and you start getting sick and you just want to hide under the covers and you just don't want to do it. And I was like, I made this commitment. I made this decision. I put my, the money on the line. I put my marriage on the line with this. And I had to, I had to break through and, and do, and what was the hard work? Let's talk about that. Mm, it was yeah. learning how to do sales calls. Yeah. Okay, right. If you're in yeah. business, you have to learn how to do sales calls. And I had to learn how to do sales calls at a, at a, at a totally different level where yeah. it's super authentic, super high, high integrity, super of service on purpose, but not letting, not, not going surface, going deep with people. Yeah, like right. you can yeah. hear in this conversation, like I don't, I don't go light, but I was able to learn how to do that in a compassionate way that helped people understand what was really at risk for them if they didn't do something different in their lives. Like, yeah. what were they, what were they like, but years go by, months go by, years, years yeah. go by and people don't yeah. make a change. Right. Yeah. But you were still true to your authenticity in that you're, you're actually legitimately wanting to help them. 
Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the thing. I mean, some, some salespeople, we've all met them. They're sleazy, they're manipulative, they're conniving. And it's, it's terrible. I needed to learn how to like, it it wouldn't have worked for me to do it that way. So I needed to learn. And now I teach sales, high integrity sales, how to really have a sales conversation with someone where they can be in a full yes and recognize that it, it, they're worth it. It's worth the investment to, to buy your landscaping contract, buy your photography contract, whatever you're selling. Okay. Yes. It doesn't matter what you're selling, but that it's, it solves their problem and that they're worth it. And that they, they need yes. to, to step forward into that. So I, I, I but that was terrifying, right? Mm. Back then I didn't yeah. know how to do that yeah. I, w- because, and it was terrifying because of some of the things you were talking about, right? Like when you were talking about shiny object syndrome and I was afraid of letting other people down, like, I was afraid of saying something that would make someone feel bad or hurting, like hurting their feelings or offending them or that they would reject me or judge me or tell me that I was too pushy. Right. I had all these stories, um, around it and I had to really let those had to do the work. Yeah. To let them go. Yeah. To let those stories go. And, and I mean, I've worked with people who have got stories connected to their career and I was like, but why are you thinking that? You know, someone said something to you five years ago, like that's five years ago through their lens. Do you agree with that? Is there anything in that? Do you know what I mean? It's that story, like you've got to let go. Okay. So you learn how to do sales. I learned how to do sales. I I learned how to be more visible. I changed my self image. I learned how to stay uh, decided in a goal and not wobble. And then fundamentally, I like like that one decided in a goal and not wobble. That's a good one. Yes. It's, it's very important because here's, here's the thing, Samantha, that year I had, I was making 138, right? That's where I, that was my income level previously. And I said, I want to make a million dollars. I didn't know how that was going to happen. Yeah. Like it was like, there was a bunch of like, who am I to, to do this? But okay, I'm going for it. Let's see what I can do. And it wasn't, it wasn't, let's see what I can do. It was like, I want to make a million dollars. Yeah. In truth. It was like, just, I, I, it's go time. Let's, let's go. And I didn't make a million dollars. I made 700 K. Okay. Yeah. But, and, and I know this sounds entitled, so I'm just framing it up that way, but I cried. Okay. I cried at the end of the year that I didn't make my goal. I, it took me like a couple hours. And then I was like, Oh my God, you made 700 K this year. Right. Like yeah. it, but, but I had to, here's the thing. I had to face that disappointment. Yeah. Most people, most people do what you were talking about earlier. Okay. Which is when you get close, they, st- you stop trying. Yeah. Okay. Or yeah. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm going to be disappointed in myself. I might as well not try. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I was willing to risk disappointment. And I was, here's the thing. I was disappointed. I was, I was sad, disappointed. It was painful. I know it sounds ridiculous for it to be painful, but it was painful. I didn't, I didn't do what I wanted to do. And then I woke up and I realized that I had five times my income and that was pretty stellar. Okay. And, and like, I wouldn't have gotten to be able to do that if I hadn't have set a big goal and st- stayed decided with it and not wobble. Okay. Yeah. I like that. And then, yeah. And you, you worked out within that goal, 
how to make that happen. And so picking up on, you know, these are the, these are the things in my business that are working, you know, like your channels or whatever they are. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 and, and it's not without the tactics, right? You know, no, you do your marketing right. and you do your outreach yeah. and you do your sales and, and, and there's, you know, I'm, I happen to be very good at helping people design business plans and figuring out what their scale plan is. So I, I have a natural, um, inclination towards that. I just needed to have a kick in the pants to, to actually do it. Now there's one more thing that I want to share about this. Okay. Which we haven't talked about. And that is, I went deep into studying what might be too woo woo for you. You tell me if you don't want to go there, um, which is universal law. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Are you woo? Yeah. I'm woo. I love it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I love it. Okay. So I, I always like to see where, who who I'm talking to and what, you know, what's going to land. I know. But I went deep into studying the fundamental universal laws and, and they were passed down from mentor to mentor, to mentor, to mentor, to mentor. And I just spent every single morning studying them. I woke up and I went deep into them and it's what I teach my clients now. And it's the lens through which I understand the world. And, you know, one of them is the law of cause and effect. This is not woo. This is like for every effect, there is a cause. You're putting, if you're getting a result that you don't like, you have to figure out what the cause is and you are first cause. You are hundred percent personally responsible for all your outcomes. Zero right. exception. I don't care if there's pandemics or whatever you're, you are hundred percent personally responsible for whatever your outcomes are, whether it's in your relationship, your health, your, your business, all of it. Yeah. So I work, if I work you don't up- know what the causes are. Yeah. I woke up to this a few years ago. I left a job and a friend of me at the time said to me, well, you made that happen. And I was like pretty astounded by that comment. And I was like, what? And then, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I did actually. I really made that happen. Yeah. <laughs> I and wanted you make to make everything it. happen. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to leave that job. Yeah, and yeah I did, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and we make, I mean, here's the thing. We make everything happen, mm. okay? Yeah. There, there, we don't live in a random universe. There's no such thing as luck. We live in an ordered universe. It's all cause and effect. So if you aren't getting the, the effects, the results that you want, you have to look at the cause, which is always you. Yeah. And it's your actions. And it, your actions are based on your beliefs, which drive your thoughts and feelings. Okay. And that's where, where you're going to, you know, act from. Yeah. So there's the law of cause and effect. There's, there's the law of gender, which is how do you integrate your masculine and your feminine, you know, create creation, right? Like creating is life force. What, how do we create? Well, there's a, a sperm and an egg that come together. There's the masculine and the feminine that come together. That creates, you need both the masculine and the feminine in order to create. Now, we don't need a sperm and an egg to make, you know, business, okay? Yeah. But you do need like the, the, the ability to, to receive information and use your intuition and ideate and, and nurture ideas and nurture people 
that's all feminine. And then you also need your masculine, which is very directive and very structured and very focused. And you need both, right? You need to, to let the goal be intuitive, but then you have to hold on to the goal, which is very masculine. Right. And so you need both to create, if you don't understand that, you don't know how to, to, to live in harmony Mm. and, and use both. Right. Yeah, Yeah. no, I, I get that. I, I really do. And I see, you know, I see, I see in the workplace that where that's, that's where women can really thrive um, by tapping into both that nurturing, emotional, caring, wanting to help and that, and that very structured directional um, pace as well. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of, a lot of men need to actually more tap into their uh, feminine side as well. Yeah. I like that. Do you know what? I've never heard anyone talk about that. So that's really, well, I've, I've not in that way. Does that make sense? Not in the coming, coming back to the kind of piece around creation and the sperm and the egg, and then, you know, needing that in, in business. Yeah. 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 And if I can go further, you can go go further and let me know. Okay. (laughs) Go on. Let's go. So, so, so sexual energy is life force energy. Okay. Yeah. It'd be right. Right. What we just talked about the masculine, and the feminine coming together, that's sexual energy. That's life force energy. Okay. It's where creation comes from. And so if you, as a woman aren't tapped into your sexual energy, you don't have your full life force behind you to create whatever you want in this world. And I just see this as such, it's such a limited, um, there's so many women and, and I will count myself as one of them previous to, to working this out who were taping, you know, tamping down their sexual energy, tamping down, um, their full expression of themselves and, and rejecting it and not, you know, not wanting to be feminine. Let me say that differently, not wanting to have sex. Okay. Like not really being in their, their sexuality, you know, all in work and, and, and resentful of, of all sorts of things. I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but no, um, no, that's it's right. a big deal. Yeah. Okay. It's a yeah. big deal because this is where your creative energy comes from. And if it's blocked off because you're all in your masculine all day long and you, you don't know how to step back into your feminine or because you, you have lost touch with your sexuality, like that actual uh, life force energy of, of actual sexuality, not just the metaphorical masculine and feminine essences, then, then you're really doing yourself a disservice in terms of the, the kind of energy that you can bring to your life. Like you're, you're just, you're, it's like you're, you're, you're running with, with on fumes instead of with this, this power source underneath you. Amazing. Amazing. I think my husband's going to be excited this evening. <laughs> I love that. You can you can uh, give him a wink and say you're welcome from me. <laughs> Absolutely, he's going to call you, Amira. <laughs> Thank gonna... you so much. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, wow. I, look, I have to kind of sit with that. I, I mean, I've I've actually never thought about that. Does that make sense? And I think as women, we get too busy. We get, you know, we have jobs, we have children, we have husbands. We're like, and it sometimes that feels like another task. Do you know what I mean? The older you get. Absolutely. And, and from, 
Yeah. And for me, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm very transparent. If people listen to my podcast, I talk about this kind of stuff all the time. Like I was in a marriage that was great. Like we were well partnered, super guy, super awesome guy. Yeah. And we just weren't sexually compatible. I, I didn't, I thought something was wrong with me. I thought, well, I'm just one of those women who doesn't like to have sex. Like I'm, I must not have a sex drive. Right. Yeah. Right. Little did I know. Right. Okay. Like that is the, the furthest thing from the truth, but I, I had to unpack so many things that were, were tamping that down and yeah. creating a, a situation where I wasn't living that truth, if you will. And it was, it meant that I was having to use willpower all the time to like power through life instead of, you know, really being in, in the flow of things. Yeah. I was going to use the word flow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's exactly the right word. It's, it it is flow. When you're in flow, you're in flow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to decide whether I say my business will be more successful if I have more sex. I think it's true. Well, I know it's true. Well, let me say it differently. Your business will be more successful if you have more good sex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I made you blush. I know, you know, because I think my mother listens to this podcast. So <laughs> uh, that just, that's what just dropped in. You're like, uh, 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 uh. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Hi, yeah. mom. Yeah. No, look, that's, that's, uh, that's good. But um, yeah, I've got to say I'm, you know, nearly 50 and it's, it's not like it was when we were um, not as frequent as when we were younger, you know, pre-children, that type of thing. So yeah, that's, um, that's something that I've not put on my list for. uh, And I'm just, I'm wondering how many people are going to contact me after they listen to this podcast. (laughs) Uh, it's not something I put on my list of things to focus on for a successful business I think it is okay like you know people can call me up and we can have a conversation about it like I can go into more details about it if people are interested but here's the thing I'm 50 I'm having the best sex of my life and my business is thriving and growing yeah. like gangbusters. Okay. Yeah. And now you could make the argument that that's not a correlation, right? That's not a direct result, but I, I know that when I am satisfied and happy and turned on by life, whether you're turned on by life by sex or turned on by life by going for a run or feeling good in some other way, you're turned on by life and you want to do more and you want to create more and you want to be more vivacious and out there. And what, what's required of business? You have to be visible. You have to be out there having conversations with people, even if you're an introvert and, and, feeling good about yourself. Yeah. And, and, and for women, like we love being adored. We love being, being seen and being wanted. And if you're, if you don't have a great sex life now, you can have a great sex life by yourself. If you're not in a relationship, I just want to make that statement for all the single women out there. Okay. I was single for a while and like, I had a lit up sex life with my, myself. Right. Um, and, but like, I was committed to tapping into my sexual energy. Wow. We're really going there, Sam. I don't know why we decided <laughs> to just go this down is, that rabbit hole. But... The, this wasn't on the call sheet. That's all I can say, but you know, I, I reckon this is, this is, 
this is fantastic. This is great. I mean, I just, I'd not thought about this and yeah, it's not, it's not something I've tried. So I'm, I'm going to give it a go. And my husband's yeah. going to be just walking around as happy as a pig and shit, basically. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. Oh, look, incredible. Incredible. I just, I've just never, ever thought of this concept. And I, you know, I do, I do a lot of horse riding and I know that brings me like a lot of energy and, you know, every time I spend time with my horse, I feel good and stuff like that. And so, you know, I understand the concept and it it makes sense to me that, yeah, you want to, you want to be feeling good. You want to be feeling sprightly and, you know, like you said, going for a run or whatever, I'd not thought about sex. And so I think um, it makes sense. Yeah, it does. Also, like love is the most powerful force in the universe. And if you can like express that sexually and feel good about it and like you're really connected, like you're tapping into such a powerful energy that, you know, can, can, almost like you know how people talk about meditation yes as like yeah like if they yeah. meditate they have a better day right it's the same concept yeah there. yeah different oh. different medium but same idea like you're you're tapping in to this infinite potential this infinite source and it just it helps you get through life and your perspective changes and you make better decisions you're happier you do more well, I mean, the listeners are just going to be like, wow, thank you. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. And I would like to contextualize this. Like, this is part of a whole picture, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. there are, You're not there just are tactical things. Business is going to go booming. No, that's like that. Right. Not- <laughs> okay. Like I teach sales, I teach business strategy, I teach business models, I teach universal law, but like it's part of a a whole integrated matrix, if you will, not just this one, like some people will teach one business strategy and that's great. You need to learn that tactic, but this is a more holistic way of looking at it so that you're really supported as as a whole human and you can really you know, you're going to end up doing more this way and being a, more successful, right? Yeah. Yeah. Rather than just being focused on one business strategy that, you know, is it has, it's like having blinders on, right? Oh, you're, abs- you're just doing that one lane. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Amira, Amira I'm sorry. I, I keep wanting to put an L in the start of your name. Do other people do All that? Right. All Amira, the time. All the time. Amira, um, Where's the best, how's the best way for people to get in contact with you? Sure. So we have a great Facebook group called the Be Unstoppable Facebook group. And that's where people can find the scale plan that I mentioned. Uh That's a, um, you know, a a process that, you know, I take people through you, you, the series of questions that you answer comes with a spreadsheet that I call make love to the numbers. Um, integrating both that sexual energy and the tactical numbers, right? Uh, so, so I walk through how to look at your numbers to really see how to scale. And there's an audio training for both the the spreadsheet and the and the um, the process. So it's a pretty complete 
plan for you. And that's all in the Facebook group, the Be Unstoppable Facebook group. Then we have the podcast, which is you can find us on any of the podcast channels. And that's the Unstoppable Woman podcast. And we have a website that has a ton of free stuff on it. If you go to theunstoppablewoman.com forward slash free stuff, we have a ton of downloads where you can get our morning mindset club. That's a real favorite from people yep. um, and other super duper helpful things. So that's theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff. Beautiful. There's a lot for people to dig into, Amira. I love it. I think you've got a new fan in me and uh, I'm going to be having having a look at quite a few of those things. So, um, yeah, I've, I've loved our chat today. I didn't, it was very unexpected and I, I loved when you said, you know, you're into the woo and can we go a bit deeper? And then we even went deeper than that and again. So <laughs> thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been um I often feel like these are therapy sessions for myself. So if anyone's out there who needs some therapy, just start a podcast and interview a bunch of people and it will really work for you. (laughs) I love it. The truth comes out, right? Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you for having me, Sam. This was really fun. And thank you for letting me go there and not giving me the stink eye. Um, I appreciate that. It's not something I've talked about on the podcast and um, yeah, it uh, it's, it's good. And it's, um, it's it's thought provoking and that's what you know that's what um this is about really you know and helping people essentially so yeah thank you so much love it you're so welcome it was fun